Okay, so the way my parents' house is set up, there's a little sidewalkway that goes right next to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and there's a bathroom window. So if you have the bathroom window and you're in the bathroom and somebody walks along the side hallway, it's an unwritten rule in my family that as you walk past the window, you go, while someone's in the bathroom. While somebody's in the bathroom. Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> it's just my family. This is why I like your family. <laughs> Yeah. It's Halloween time, guys. It's Halloween time, guys. People are finally going to not look at me weird for having a skeleton sitting at my dining room table. Right? I finally okay. fit in with everybody in the See, world. It's the only time of year people don't look at my house crazy. Mine, it's the only time people don't look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. 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 That's fine. It's All the right, only uh, time I can wear makeup and feel confident. Because it's Halloween makeup. Because you look like a scary, scary dead witch lady. Yes, apparently. Yeah. I terrify people you when they open their... You scared my mom last year. She yeah. didn't know that was you. Oh. You totally scared her. Yay. Yeah. It was good. They should come again. I know. I'm going to drag them. Yay. they live like three blocks away. Yeah. Um, um, by the way, this is fanficantastic. Fanficantastic. And if you want to know what we're talking about, we're talking about the haunt that we work at, which is called Spooky Hollows. And if you live in Southern California, it's in Van Nuys, and you should totally come. Yeah. It's really good. Yep. I help build Ash is scares. She's mm-hmm. real scary. Yeah. Which is why she is the spooky in our equation. Yep. Alright, so we're going um yeah, we have rules. We have rules. We do. Should I read them? Do you want to read them? Um I'll read the rules, but let's first let's shout out podcasting. Yes, our podcasting yeah. friend. We made new friends in the podcasting world. Our first friend in the podcasting world. We like world. friends. Yeah. Um so there is a podcast called Your Average Quest. Your Average Quest. Which is legit because um, and interesting because both Ashley and I play D&D on the regular. Yep. And so, um, your average quest is basically like listening to someone else play D&D. Yeah. Um, without you having to track all of the nonsense. And it's d and I guess, with other things mixed in. Um, but since we're both D&D background players, that's our go-to non-denominational tabletop role-playing game. <laughs> um, there, of course, are many, many others. Yeah. And yeah, so it's really rad. Um, there are a few episodes in, and you should check them out. Again, that's Your Average Quest. Your Average Quest. On iTunes. Yeah. yeah. Like Give them, them a like. Subscribe them. Yep. Follow them on Instagram. Yep. All the kind of goodness. All those things. All right. Are you ready for some sweet short story fun? Yeah, I'll have to read the rules. Oh, yeah. Rules. Do you want to read them or you want me to read them? I can read them. Okay. From here, it's fine. No. All right. I can read them. Sit down. I, I know talented. you're special. All right. Rule number one. You must have at least one drink in before we start. Um, we're good on that. We think rule number one is why Hannah lost the call and we <laughs> had to switch to our backup plan. Uh, <laughs> Who knows if that's going to be released. Uh, yeah, I know, but it was epic. And um, Rule number two, anytime money says it's ooh or ugh or ugh. Gross. Yeah, you have to drink. Yep. Um, sometimes not applicable, but some episodes, really applicable. Yep. So. Rule number three. Um, if anytime you feel uncomfortable with what's going on, <laughs> you can use our safe word, which is... Pee Wee Herman! That's right. Um, to try to stop whatever kind of mad, disgusting grossness is coming out of the reader's mouth. <laughs> Unfortunately, you Pee Wee can be overridden. Yep. Um, and since we're usually two to one, your Pee Wee is almost always overridden. Because we like to listen to you suffer. That's right. <laughs> and the disclaimer... You, you may. may. 
It's a solid. I think that should just be a t-shirt. Disclaimer, you may. may. Yeah, but then I feel like we're going to get groped. (laughs) Yeah, in today's climate, I feel like, yeah. All right. All right, so are you guys ready? Yes. All right, so tonight we're going to read Harry Potter and the Psychic Serpent, Chapter 3. Hannah finally got back with us. Yay, welcome back, Hannah. Hopefully we have no more technical difficulties. (laughs) All right, the house guest. The following week was uneventful. Harry and Dudley rose early each morning to go running, and Harry spent each day after that working in the garden, often wearing Sandy and talking to her. In the evenings, he read the new books, the ones he got for his birthday, guys, or did summer homework. He had taken to bringing Sandy in with him at night. He even slept with her on his arm now. At the time she wasn't on his arm, it felt strangely light. Does she ever get squished, like, when he rolls over? Let's hope he sleeps like a log. Otherwise... R.I.P. Sandy. (laughs) The first time he brought her up to his room, she was rather alarmed at the sight of Hedwig. Did you bring me here to kill me, she asked. She asked, sorry. Harry looked down at her. No, that's my pet owl, Hedwig. She delivers mail. She can find someone anywhere in the world and deliver a letter to them, even if I don't know where they are. Like Carmen Sandiego? Yeah. Yeah. All post owls can't. Oh, that's a good idea. So, if we just sent Hedwig with a letter that said, like, Dear Carmen Sandiego, mm-hmm. tag, you're it, Hedwig mm-hmm. could find her. Yeah. Nice. Beating the system. Yeah. I like it. We'd win that show every time. <laughs> <laughs> Impressive, Sandy hissed, sounding unconvinced. So, you already have a pet. She sounded a little hurt. Well, Hedwig performs a service for me, and I take care of her and feed her, so I guess she's more of a servant than a pet. It suddenly occurred to him. Oh my god, sick move, Harry. Right? (laughs) It suddenly occurred to him that it wasn't a very different arrangement than the house elves, who Hermione insisted were unjustly enslaved. (laughs) I thought you didn't want to be my pet. That is true, nor do I fancy being a servant, so what am I? Harry looked at her thoughtfully. How about my roommate? What is roommate? It's just a term for people who share living quarters. They're usually friends. What about friend? What about it? <laughs> Why did you suggest roommate first instead of friend? I, I don't know. Are you my friend, Sandy? I'd like that. Yes, I am your friend, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> About a week and a half after his birthday, Harry was preparing to go downstairs for dinner when the doorbell rang. Bing bong. Not thinking twice about it, (laughs) Harry called, I'll get it, and went to turn the knob. It was Snape. Oh, that's who it was. The fuck is he doing here? Snape. So, okay. All right. Cool. Snape. Snape. Harry immediately screamed and recoiled. <laughs> That's my Harry scream. It was a great scream. Snape was the last person he had expected to see on Privet Drive. He was attempting to dress in muggle clothes, something Harry had never seen him do. But the clothes were somewhat out of place in Surrey, except for the retired eccentric retired colonel two streets over. He was clad as someone on safari in Africa, from mm. his bush boots to his pith helmet with mosquito netting. He even had a machete hanging on his belt. A machete? Oh. <laughs> Why not? To go bushwhacking. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> uh, mm. 
He even had a machete hanging on his belt, although Harry noticed his wand in a holster on the other side. He's like those guys that has like their beeper on one side of their belt yeah. and their phone on the other. Like Dwight K. Schrute. Oh, like Dwight K. Schrute. Yes. <laughs> Schrute. Um, Schrute Farms. Schrute oh, fuck. Side note, have you, you guys, did you guys read the story um, about the girl who yeah, only I used... Sent that yeah, that Yeah, did, Hannah, did you read that one? Which there's, story? A girl, there's a girl on Tinder who um, <laughs> responded to her Tinder date only using Dwight oh, yes. quotes from The Office. <laughs> Those are the money so good. <laughs> uh, I would want to have a dating site just for that. <laughs> only so I give only Office right. quotes. Uh, be good. Okay, <clears throat> back to the money beats. Those days are gone, Sarah. <laughs> Sadly. That's cool. All right. Um, when his, where his knees showed between his khaki shorts and knee socks, he was deathly pale, betraying the fact that he had never been on a safari in his life. Do we want to see Snape's oh. no. knees? No, I was going to say, I feel eerie about, oh, eerie <laughs> about Dwight's, no, Snape's knees. <laughs> Not into it. Now, admittedly, Rickman, I would have totally too. seen Rickman's knees, but I feel like, like, book Snape just has, like, really gross knobby knees. With, like, the purple veins in him. Yeah. Right. His lank black hair was pulled back in a ponytail under the helmet. <laughs> Harry stared, stood staring at him in disbelief. Okay, so Snape is a huge dick, right? Like, this is an acknowledged fact. He's kind <laughs> he is of a dick. Has. Um, I don't want to know about the second one, but he is a really? dick. Really? You don't, you don't want to know a little bit about Snape's dick? Hi. Book Snape or movie Do Snape? Not. Movie, movie Snape. Movie Snape will totally die. Yeah. <laughs> um, Book Snape does not bathe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what was I going to say? Fucking man. Oh, so okay. So Snape's a dick. But yeah. still, like, if I knock on your door at night and you open up the door and scream, I'm going to be a little offended. That's true. Because it's not like I'm there to murder you. Right? I'm, might maybe be. I'm bringing chocolate. Snape might be. At this point, Harry doesn't know that Snape's not there to n- not murder him. That's true. How many double negatives can we fit in one sentence? Uh, so many. All of them. <laughs> so all of them. I'm going to fit all, all the double negatives into your sentence. Ha ha ha. That just sounds a little dirty. But <clears throat> nice to see you too, Potter, he growled. Harry stepped back abruptly as Snape moved forward, looking around suspiciously, although expecting an am- as though expecting an ambush from the light fixture on the ceiling or the flower arrangement on the hall table. Then a large black dog followed him in, and Harry sighed with relief. Serious, thank goodness. But his godfather did not transform into his human self. He also sniffed around the hall suspiciously, then seemed to nod at Snape, who went back outside and summoned some other people who had been standing just outside the circle of light spilling out into the night from the hall. What if he lifts his leg and pees? I'd laugh so hard. On the flowers <laughs> in the hall. These are mine now. <laughs> I like them. <laughs> then he'd be like, woof. Woof, woof. 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 Um, <clears throat> the people stepped inside the house. It was Hermione and her parents. I told you Hermione was what? coming. Yeah, but you didn't. Huh? No, I face. did not see Snape. Oh, yeah. what? Oh. <laughs> Sorry. 
disturbing. (laughs) Wizarding age of consent is 15, and these characters are 16. Perfect. (laughs) Let's see. (laughs) Harry was as shocked as he'd been when he'd seen Snape. (gasps) Hermione was all that he could say. The entire Granger family looked as though they'd been through the ringer. They all staggered under the weight of their luggage, which they'd presumably been lugging from England to the Greek Isles to Bulgaria. He thought Hermione looked especially exhausted, although he couldn't see her eyes. She had on dark glasses. She wore denim shorts that were just above her knees. A large white t-shirt with a blue and white Greek flag on it was tucked into her shorts, and on her feet she wore rugged-looking hiking sandals. They all looked Hmm. a bit dusty, Hmm. as if they'd walked there from Bulgaria. She's wearing a Greek flag t-shirt, but she's in Bulgaria. Suspicious. I'm confused by the words hiking sandals. <laughs> I'm confused by uh, I've been matching them like Chacos or Tevas. Yeah, like those ones that you have, Hannah. Those are like yeah, hiking exactly. sandals in my mind. Pretty much. Yeah. I don't know They're what a thing. look like. They're like sandals with like strappy feet. I don't know. Hannah has like a bunch of them. I do. <laughs> I just immediately thought of Hannah when I heard hiking sandals. <laughs> when I hear hiking sandals, I think of Hannah. Yeah. She should be <laughs> in the Bob remembers. <laughs> She's the only one that actually hikes. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Harry ushered them into the living room and shut the front door. Dudley and his Shut the, the front, front door. door. <laughs> <laughs> Dudley and his parents were now standing in the hall, staring incredulously at the odd party that had invaded their house, presumably brought forth by Harry screaming as he opened Shut the door. Shut the front door! Is that what Harry screamed? No. Yes. Okay, sorry. <laughs> See here now, Harry's uncle began as he came into the living room with Aunt Petunia and Dudley close behind. Suddenly, Sirius changed from a large black dog into a human. And Aunt Petunia crouched behind her husband and screamed. Ah! Sirius brushed some dust from his black robes and smoothed his dark hair back. She should just be happy that he didn't transform into a butt-naked man. I mean, isn't he? No, he just brushed some dust from his black robes. So his clothes transform with him? Maybe that's why he's a big black dog. Maybe that's the shaggy part of the dog? Maybe. That's disappointing. Maybe it's tucked up inside his tummy. That's disappointing. Maybe Snape had some robes and was just like, threw them at him as soon as he transformed. That makes sense. Let's see. Allow me to introduce myself, he said, extending his hand to Vernon Dursley. I am Sirius Black, Harry's godfather. We meet at last. (laughs) Sorry. In my head, it's it's the Dr. Frankenfurter meeting Brad and Janet, and he's like, and you are. It's just like that. (laughs) Sirius is actually wearing a corset underneath his robes. I'm fine with all of this. Mm -hmm. Vernon Dursley cowered back against his wife, refusing to touch Sirius's extended hand. Suddenly, Dudley stepped up and grasped his hand, saying in an authoritative voice, Dudley Dursley, and shaking Sirius's hand firmly. Who the fuck is this kid? Body snatched. Body snatched. Body snatched. He's a pot person. He is a pot person. Sirius smiled at Dudley, and Harry gave Dudley an appreciative nod. 
Then he noticed Dudley looking at Hermione. <laughs> We're sorry to arrive unannounced like this, but this is an emergency. While the Grangers were in Bulgaria, there was an attempted abduction. Dark wizards tried to kidnap Hermione. Harry looked in shock at Hermione, who was sitting stony-faced, still wearing the dark glasses. Victor Crumb managed to thwart the abduction, but not before Hermione heard them talking about receiving their instructions from someone named Lucius. Mm-mm. He paused to let this sink in. I think we all know who that is. Yeah, it's the new type of wasp in, like, New Zealand or whatever that they just named, like, Lucius Malfoy. <laughs> He's hot, oh, which I, my I gosh. don't want him to be hot, but he is. <laughs> yeah, couldn't they have hired like an ugly actor I to know. play him? <laughs> but uh, conflicted. He's also the guy that killed Mel Gibson's whole family in The Patriot, so he's kind of a d bag. I saw The Patriot. I don't remember. I mean, I remember the character, but I, I used to show it to my class. Thinking him is hot. <laughs> Before yeah, you were like, mm, Mel Gibson's a dick bag. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, the Dursley, the Dursleys shook their heads dumbly, having no idea what Sirius was going on about, just looking as that they wished he and the rest of them would go away. Hermione's mother sat next to her and put her arm around her, trying to get her to put her head on her shoulder. Hermione would have none of it, sitting up again pointedly, refusing to be coddled. I was traveling with the Grangers from Greece to Bulgaria, but I had gone to meet with Professor Snape here when the abduction occurred. We talked to the headmaster of Hogwarts, who felt this would be the safest place for Hermione until school starts. Her parents will go into hiding for their protection. Arrangements are being made. The Grangers look grim about this. We we have a check we can give you for Hermione's room and board for the rest of the summer, Harry's mother told the Dursleys. Harry saw his aunt's eyes light up. Aunt Petunia rarely turned down money, and the Grangers looked pretty normal, except for traveling in the company of Sirius and Snape. Can she stay? Sirius asked the Dursleys. They seemed afraid to refuse him. Vernon Dursley gave a very small nod, and Mr. Granger took out a checkbook and started writing a check. He handed it to Harry's uncle, who opened his eyes wide and suddenly seemed to wake up. Harry, he barked. <clears throat> Take your friend's luggage up to the guest room. He practically grabbed the check for Mr. Granger, who looked taken aback. Here. I have a question. I have an answer. Isn't uh, the guest room completely filled with Dudley's extra toys? So we're going to assume that there's more uh, like shove them off the bed. It used to be Hannah? No, because Harry, um, well, Harry's in, in the second the, best room. In the first book, yeah. Yeah. In so the maybe, first book, Harry... Dudley's extra bedroom, which used to be full of his toys, because they're trying to, to turn him away from the letters. Yeah. Well, maybe they have an actual guest room as well, for like when Aunt Marge visits. Oh, that's true. Large Marge. Mm-hmm. Pee-wee Herman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Illuminati. It's all connected. I just got that. <laughs> <laughs> Anna, you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Herman (laughs) and the Illuminati. (laughs) That's our next story. (laughs) Please, there's got to be a fan fan out there. there. Herman and the Illuminati. Please write Pee Herman and the Illuminati. Uh, I would totally make that a T-shirt too. The oh god, 
I L L U M I N A T. And on this episode of What Is Hannah Spelling Now? My name's Ashley. Hi. That's right. You yeah. fucking are. Yeah. yeah. See, so, Patrick's wearing off on me. Listeners, <laughs> the issue we're having is that Hannah's name is Hannah, and my name is yes. Ashley Hannah. And they're spelled the same, except I have an extra H. So I fuck up the spelling constantly. <laughs> and fuzzy husband can't tell us apart unless we're in person. This is true. And Sarah just got us wrong. Well, Sarah's <laughs> also really tired. Yeah. In my defense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm hearing you both in my ears. Which is confusing. You put both your ears in? Yeah. I think I'll switch ears because this year's getting tired. That's why I said it. All right. Here, I'm do, all do, out. Do, wait, do, wait. Do, just do. be distracted a little bit longer. Right. Everybody is distracted by my song. It's so good. Don't you love it with all my right. mouth? So I love the fact that um, you're listening to my mouth. Vernon Dursley was like, what? Cash? Sign Cash? me up. Cash? Oh, I don't want that much. What's well, too bad, bitch. It's how much you get. <laughs> Thanks. All right. <clears throat> Harry picked up Hermione's bags and said, your room's upstairs. She nodded and followed him out into the hall. Sirius changed back into a dog, <coughs> prompting another scream from Aunt Petunia. <coughs> Snape and the Grangers moved into the hall with the large black dog. Thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Dursley, Snape said in an oily voice, as though speaking to the muggles was extremely distasteful to him. We will leave now. After the front door shut, Harry and Hermione continued up the stairs. <laughs> shut the front door. She was still holding her head up stoically. Harry put the bag down to open the door, then reached in and turned on the light, letting her go first. He followed her in, placed her luggage quietly on the bed, and then, standing, watched her carefully. The room seemed oh, very God. quiet. Suddenly, oh, Hermione God. whispered, Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, it's going to get weird. I'm so excited. <laughs> you guys, uh, uh, by the way, you have to drink. Yeah, too sorry. Drink. So excited. Harry closed it, and immediately Hermione <laughs> took off her gl- dark glasses, <gasps> revealing her eyes red from crying. <laughs> oh, Harry. She went to Harry and flung her arms about his waist, sobbing into his chest. <laughs> Harry slowly put his arms around her, his cheek on the top of her head. He was surprised to find he was now several inches taller than her. They used to be the same height. And he brought up one hand to smooth her hair, surprised at the soft texture of the curls. Sorry. Her hair's frizzier than mine is. (laughs) So mean. And but she's that slicky stuff one time. The Yule Ball one time. Yeah. Well with pain hands. Yes. I mean how often do I straighten my hair? Come on. I just discovered argon oil. Oh, yeah, that's nice. So, the first day after the shower, my hair looks nice. Yeah. One whole day. One day. One day. It's fucking curly hair. Right. Anybody who's like, I have straight hair. I'd love to have curly hair. No, Maybe. you don't. No. All right. So, Harry is smoothing her hair. Yeah. She last hugged him on the train platform at King's Cross at the end of June and given him a kiss on the cheek that surprised him. She'd never done that before. But this wasn't like a brief goodbye hug. They had never held each other like this while she cried into his chest. 
into his chest, like literally inside. I've done that before. She's just dripping all over his rib cage <laughs> and oh onto his liver. <laughs> Perhaps his lungs. Yeah, oh. drink up. They stood that way for what seemed like a long time. Then, when she had simply been sagging against his chest for a while and stopped crying, he lifted her face to look at her and kissed her gently on the forehead. You're tired. Get some sleep. He went to the door and opened it. She looked at him like a deer caught in the headlights. <gasps> Good night, Hermione. Good night, Harry. Harry closed the door gently, finding Dudley in the hall with a questioning look on his face. And a big boner in his pants. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or a little tiny, uh, like his pigtail. Uh, Harry shook his head firmly. She needs to rest. Dudley nodded and went to his room. Wait, what were they, what was that exchange about? Well, she needs to rest. Well, like Dudley what? Dudley like was going to go in and creep up on her? You never know, man. He is Dudley. Uh, and then Dudley's like, you're right. She does need to rest. I totally can't feel her up. Like, what? <laughs> I'll wait till the morning. I'll wait till the morning. Mm -hmm. She'll be rested for the feel up then. Well, he's going to, like, oh, stare awkwardly at her boobs. Oh. Uh, Harry went to his own room and shut the door. He undressed for bed, but paused before getting in and went to the shelf above his desk and took down the picture of Hermione and Corfu, carrying it to the bed and sitting on the edge. Then he propped it against the lamp on his bedside table and looked at it for a long minute. Finally, he took off his glasses and turned out the light. Okay, oh, that could have been worse. Okay, okay. could have been more creepy. So was it worse? Harry oh. felt his bed bounce. Oh, dear. <laughs> Startled, he opened his eyes. The sun had come up, but only just. There was a pale gray light outdoors and a slight apricot tinge at the edge of the sky. Hmm. He squinted down at the foot of his bed, finding Hermione sitting there. <laughs> bouncing on his bed. Bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. <laughs> she was wearing what he supposed were summer pajamas. Some light blue cotton shorts and a matching button-down shirt with a pointed collar and a pocket. She sat with her arms Shh. around her legs. She's wearing PJs with a collar and a pocket. Who the fuck wears PJs with a collar? Maybe British people? Stop it, British people. <laughs> Stop it. Wear t-shirts like everybody else. Well, at least it wasn't like Hermione was sitting out of his bed wearing some see-through booty shorts and a tank top with no bra. That would worse. be less weird than like a button-down shirt that you wear to the office that's I, actually a sleeping pajama. No, my pajamas have like a, it's like a long sleeve button-down shirt like a men's. It's got collar and pockets. You're weird. Well, they're my Christmas PJs. Okay, forget mm. them. Okay. They're okay if they're just flannel. Really large. What? My there. sleeping I said my sleeping shirt is just a large green shirt that says America needs lesbian farmers. So <laughs> That's a great shirt. That's I'm an not lying. Shirt. That is an awesome Thank shirt. You. I would like to see uh, I would like to see a picture I'll, of that shirt. Sorry, fuzzy husband. I'll take just a picture. Oh, yes. I'll I'm take a picture and we Potter can put it on our Instagram. Oh uh, yeah, can you please take a picture of your your sleepy shirt? Absolutely. Yeah, like, like we need that. that. All right. You guys ready? Yes. All right. Here. Yes. Hermione's <laughs> bouncing on the bed. <sighs> so she sat with her arms around her legs, her knees pulled up to her chin, staring into space. He rubbed his eyes and fumbled for his glasses. 
When he had put them on, he pulled himself up into a sitting position, the sheet falling to his waist. She was looking at him strangely, he thought. Hermione, he ventured, hoping to bring her out of her catatonia. She looked him in the eye now. You look different, she said simply. I've been doing manual labor all summer, he told her, holding up his hands. My calluses have calluses. But he felt her eyes on his torso, <laughs> not on his hands. <laughs> your, voice, your voice is lower, too. Thanks, Hermione. <laughs> yeah, but my singing voice hasn't improved any. Right now I'd say I'm a tenor, but I might wind up a baritone. She didn't say anything for a few minutes. Harry wasn't used to her being so quiet. She was usually talking her, unless her nose was in a book. She had positively gabbled at him and Ron on the first train ride to Hogwarts. Her eyes moved around the room. He saw her look at the photo of herself on the bedside table. <laughs> he now wished uh -uh. that he put it in a drawer or something. Then she seemed to be looking at Sandy on his arm and the basilisk amulet that rested on his sternum. You haven't met Sandy, he decided to say to break the silence. He leaned down <laughs> to speak to the snake. Sandy, are you awake? Sandy raised her head. I am now. He looked at Hermione, who had her mouth open. You know, she said now, I only heard you speak Parseltongue one other time in the dueling club second year when you were telling the snake Malfoy conjured to leave Justin alone and everyone thought you were egging it on. Until I heard Sandy talking in the garden, I forgot I could too. She's with me a lot now. <laughs> I totally forgot I had a superpower. Right. Whatever. No big deal. <laughs> it's nice to have her to talk to. Uh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I have that thing I can do. <laughs> it is nice to talk to you too, Sandy told him. I have learned much about humans. What did she say? Hermione wanted to know. Talking about Sandy seemed easier for her than what Harry really wants to talk about, the attempted abduction. He smiled. She says she likes talking to me too, and she's learned a lot about humans. For a moment, he considered telling her about snakes having the sight, but then he remembered that he had thought about what it could do for him to have Sandy with him in school for his fifth year, especially in divination, telling him what was going to happen in a few minutes. Hermione would probably consider this cheating and not worthy of a prefect. True. Or more importantly, not worthy of him, and he decided not to mention it. He still hadn't decided whether he would go through with it. It did smack of cheating, he supposed. What's that? She said after, reaching, after a prolonged silence, pointing to the amulet. Harry reached out and fingered it. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, it's a birthday present uh, from Ginny. Ah, Hermione uh, said, understanding the connection. Harry thought Hermione probably wouldn't have chosen to give him a basilisk amulet if she had been the one down the chamber of secrets like Ginny. As it was, Hermione had figured out first the denizens of the chamber was a basilisk and had looked at it using a mirror. But that didn't offer her near enough protection, and she had been petrified. She was in a near-death, open-eyed coma, broken only by a potion made from mandrake root. Hermione didn't have any romantic notions about basilisks. Suddenly, she looked shrewdly at him. Are you hiding under those covers for some reason? <laughs> Sleeping in the buff? Harry was shocked. No, but, well, close. Just my drawers. Could you excuse me while I get dressed? Dudley and I go running every morning. She's smart. Boxers are briefs. <laughs> Boxers. Oh, my God. I mean, you got to keep that sperm count high, right? Yeah, why not? True. Color? <laughs> Black. How wizard-like. Come on, it sounds like the same as swim trunks. 
Hermione, please. I like Hermione. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm going. She got up and went to the door, looking pointedly again at the photo of herself on the bedside table, but not saying anything. <laughs> when she had gone, he swung his legs out of bed and went to his wardrobe to get some running clothes. He had been able to do some shopping with the money he was making from working in the garden, and for simplicity's sake as much as anything else, he had bought virtually all black clothes. Black shorts and singlets for running, along with black socks and running shoes, plus black jeans and turtlenecks and button-downs. So he's basically Steve Jobs. So he's emo now. Yeah. No, he's wearing a black jean and turtlenecks. He's probably Steve Jobs. <laughs> and button-down shirts for wearing with his school robes in the fall, plus a few black sweaters and t-shirts. He even, as he already told Hermione, bought black boxers. After he'd gone to the wardrobe, his bedroom door opened again. It was Hermione. She stood with her hand on the knob for a moment, smiling at having <laughs> caught him in just his drawers. Can I go running with you two? I bought some appropriate clothes. And after what happened in Bulgaria, let's just say that I'd like to be in better physical shape for times I can't use magic, you know? Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Harry stood his ground, refusing to hide or blush. Sure. Meet us in the front door in five minutes. She nodded, not moving, and he felt her eyes on him again. They looked at each other for a long minute before she left. Oh, my. Harry looked at the photo on his bedside t- table, thinking, Oh, well, fair's fair. I've seen her in that. <laughs> the three of them met in the front hall. Harry in his black running clothes with Sandy around his arm still. Dudley had gotten used to it, but Harry had avoided letting his aunt and uncle see the snake. Dudley in his running clothes and Hermione in a gray running bra and very tight royal blue bicycle shorts. Royal blue. Dudley mm. goggled, and Harry tried not to. She didn't look like she was out of shape to him, but if she wanted to come along, he was fine with that. They all had some water, and Harry led them in doing stretches, stretching exercises on the front lawn after he had taken Sandy off his arm and put her under the bush to wait his return. Can I just say, I did not think this book would involve as much jogging. <laughs> There's a lot of jogging. It's a lot of jogging. I don't have a problem with it. I just didn't think it would have this much jogging. Harry Potter and the need for fitness. (laughs) (laughs) Harry Potter's a maniac. Maniac. (laughs) Well, he's going to walk a thousand miles. And then he's going to walk a thousand miles. (laughs) Just to be the wizard that walks a thousand miles. I like how you said a thousand miles. As in the Vanessa Carlton song when the other song is 500, 500 But miles. he's run so much, Hannah. I feel like it's been a thousand miles it's already. Thousand. True. Like, this is like three chapters of running. This is true. I've been running for three chapters. I'm exhausted. Okay. <clears throat> Hermione wasn't used to the warm-up routine, but she caught on fairly quickly. Harry tried not to look at her any more than was absolutely necessary. <laughs> oh, no. Dudley was making no such effort to avert his eyes. However, and once they started running, he seemed to purposefully position himself behind Hermione for the view. They went back and forth to the park three times, and Hermione never fell back or seemed to be straining. After breakfast, Hermione came out to the garden with him to watch him work. She was dressed in a simple green checkered sleeveless blouse and white cotton shorts and sneakers. Her brown curls were still damp from her shower, and her tan made the whites of her eyes look very bright. Harry was in his usual black clothes, a sleeveless t-shirt and shorts, and black work boots he'd gotten because the steel toes would protect him if he dropped any stones on his feet, which he'd done several times. 
She sat against the wall of the house in the position she'd taken that morning in his bedroom, arms around her legs, knees drawn up to her chin. It occurred to Harry that she was trying to be invulnerable to attack. She was a fortress under siege. He wondered exactly how traumatic the attempted abduction had been and what Lucius's thugs had done to her. She watched him all morning, silently. He'd been wearing his tape player from Dudley to while away the time while working, or sometimes talking to Sandy, but he left the gift inside today, and when Sandy lifted his, her head and spoke to him, he hissed back softly, Sorry, Sandy, we'll talk later. This isn't a good time. <laughs> Can't talk to you. My girlfriend's here. <laughs> the snakes accepted that comment, resting her head on her tail again and going to sleep. They ate their lunch in the garden, as had been his wont. Harry removed his shirt afterward and leaned back on the grass to get some sun. As the sun beat orangely against his eyelids... Orangely. orangely. The sun beat orangely. He was vaguely aware that Hermione okay. had moved. Then he felt her recline beside him, mere inches away. And after a few minutes, eyes still closed, he said her name. Hermione. <laughs> he got no response at first, so he said it again. Hermione. Before he'd gotten the second symbol out, syllable out. <laughs> However, she said slightly impatiently, I heard you. What? <laughs> yeah. He was silent again for a half minute and then said, Sorry, I wasn't sure. I just wondered whether you felt like talking yet about Bulgaria. He stayed on his back, eyes closed, hoping that if they didn't have to look at each other, it would be easier for her to talk. She sighed as though she were going to tell him again that it was too soon. But instead, up, Harry. she plunged right in. Okay, I'll tell you. We were in that marketplace. Victor's mom and my mom were looking at bread in the bakery. Victor and my dad were buying some chicken, and I was supposed to be getting the vegetables. It seemed pretty safe. The vegetable stall was only two away from the chicken vendor, and I was just going to get some onions and peppers. But then I suddenly felt all lightheaded and floaty, like I was under the imperious curse. I tried to fight it, but there was nothing to fight. I wasn't being told to do anything I didn't want to do. I decided that I had an incredible urge to buy vegetables, but that's what I was already there for. I remember being very confused, like I was waiting for instructions, but they didn't come. I remember reaching for a red pepper like I was in a trance, and I tried to ask how much it was, using a phrase Victor's mom had taught me, but when it came out, it didn't sound like my voice. The woman who was running the stall said I didn't look well, she sounded far away, and I thought, maybe I'm not under the imperious curse, maybe I'm just ill. I'm in a foreign country, I've gotten ill on unfamiliar food and water before. I had some muggle medicines in my purse. I could just take something and feel better. She brought me around to the inside of the stall where she sat, and she was so nice. She was just patting me and talking to me in English. And now that I think about it, she shouldn't have been talking to me in English, should she? She didn't even have a Bulgarian accent. Then I just stopped. I absolutely stopped. It was like I was a light that had been switched off. I don't remember hearing any incantation. I don't remember being given a potion. Nothing. When I started again, it was dark out, and on either side of me were two men in gray wizard's robes, both with their wands pointed at me. My head felt all right again, but I forced myself to look kind of spacey, as though I wasn't really with it, because they were talking and I wanted to hear what they were saying. The woman who'd been running the vegetable stall disappeared. The marketplace was empty. One of them said, Lucius will be very pleased. They spoke English. The other one said the four others would be taken care of, the three other girls from Hogwarts and a muggle boy who had still been in his muggle school in June when they'd done it. 
whatever it was. They talked about me, about the way I looked, about whether they should do anything extra. That's what he was afraid of. It was an effort to go for Harry to remain where he was with his eyes closed. After another beat, he said, go on. She took a deep breath and said, well, as far as I know, they didn't do anything extra. Then they both pointed their wands at me at the same time. I felt like I couldn't move, and they both said an incantation, which I can't remember. It's possible they put a memory charm on me after that, which might be why I can't remember. You know I only needed to hear an incantation once, and I can usually remember it. I know, Harry said softly. Then I stopped again, and when I started once more, it was daylight, and I was opened my eyes, and I was lying on the couch in Victor's house, and he was lifting me up, calling to my parents, telling them I was back, that I was all right. But you're not convinced of that. Well, it's not that. It's just I don't know. I've got all this last time. Who knows? Harry reached his hand blindly, found Hermione's, and laced his fingers through hers. He felt her grasp his hand almost spasmodically, and he squeezed back. They didn't talk anymore, and when the alarm went off on his watch, he opened his eyes and got up to work as though nothing had happened. He let go of Hermione's hand and put his shirt back on. So, like, oh my Victor's God. just been shoved right out of everything. Yeah. He is not important anymore to Hermione. Oh, yeah, nope. she's got to grope Harry's hand. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love a hairy hand? Oh, God. <laughs> you okay, Sarah? No, yeah, it's for the next sentence. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, he looked down at her, still lying on her back, her eyes closed against the sun, tears running out from under her eyelids. He ached so for her. If there was one thing she needed, it was certainty. I just want Harry aching for anyone. Sorry. I mean, he aches for Ginny in the real books. Yeah, that's still gross. Suddenly she sat up and shook her head impatiently. She wiped her eyes quickly, as though the tears were merely an irritation, and then got to her feet briskly and said, Right then, now point me to what now no point to me just sitting around and watching you do all the work, is there? What do you want me to do? Harry looked at her, amazed. Was she just going to pretend that she hadn't been discussing what happened in Bulgaria? Yeah. And what could have happened that she didn't know about? No. Apparently she was. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, he started, hesitating. We have to plant these rose bushes near the wall here. They're climbers, and they eventually cover the trellis. It's just like herbology, but without the boobatuber pus making your hands swell up. Hermione laughed. It was such a relief to hear it. Oh, that howler. And the other letters. All those people who believe Rita Skeeter when she said that I was toying with you and Victor. <laughs> it's so funny. Because <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Harry had to smile, too. By the way, he said, whatever happened to Rita Skeeter? Harry, Hermione looked like she'd just forgotten to tell him that she'd won the lottery. Oh, Harry, Rita Skeeter, wait till you hear. I am waiting, said Harry in a falsetto, imitating her. She threw a clot of dirt at him. Don't mock me. When we got to London, I took Rita home with me, but I didn't let her out yet. I wrote to Professor McGonagall and explained to her about Rita, since she's a registered animalist, that she doesn't hold much with those who, aren't, who want to skirt the law. Anyway, she talked to Dumbledore, and they both abraded to my house. Mum and Dad didn't know what to think. McGonagall made like that was always how they told students that they were going to be prefects in person. I don't remember what happened to Rita. She was in a jar. Why? I don't remember that. She was in a jar, and then Hermione blackmails her and says, you're going to stop uh, writing this shit, or I'm going to report you to the ministry because she was unregistered. And then in the real Order of the Phoenix, she writes an article for the Quibbler about Harry seeing... uh, Voldemort that night at the cemetery. 
Yeah, so she was using her... But what did she turn into? A tiny beetle. Okay. A beetle. Yeah. A beetle. So Hermione keeps her in a jar that has a spell on it that doesn't allow her to, like, turn back into a person. That's amazing. She can't break the jar. And then she's in there until Hermione finds her useful and lets her out to write stories (laughs) for the Quibbler for free. So that's fucked up. Oh, yeah, hardcore. (laughs) You go, Hermione. Uh, let's see. Thank you for the update, guys. I don't remember. No problem. Anyway, when Mom and Dad left the room, I took the unbreakable charm off the jar I'd been keeping Reed in, and I let her out of it. She was reluctant to become herself again, her human self. I think maybe she hoped that if she stayed a beetle, McGonagall and Dumbledore would think I was daft for making it up. Finally, they threatened to force her to reveal herself, you know, like Sirius and Lupin did to Wormtail. So she decided to give in, and the next thing we know, there was Rita, sitting in my living room, looking at me. And boy, if looks could kill. You did keep her in a jar eating leaves for about two weeks. And she maligned my and your and Victor's good names, not to mention Hagrid. No more than she deserved. Quite a lot less, I think. Harry tried not to laugh. Funny he could laugh about Rita's skeeter now. During the Triwizard Tournament, he never would have believed. Anyway, he prompted her. Anyway, Hermione continued, as though he hadn't just said the same word. McGonagall immediately started on her about the reasons for all animagic to be registered, but Dumbledore stopped her and said that in covert work, having an unregistered animagus on your side could be very advantageous. Well, he was referring to Sirius, obviously. Yes, but he was also making a proposal to her. He said, if you don't mind taking orders from an obsolete dingbat, I've got a job <laughs> for you. She didn't want to get fined or even jailed for the unregistered business, so she listened to what he had to say and... And what? What's he having her do? Her face fell. That's just it. I don't know. He made me leave the room with McGonagall so she could keep an eye on me and make sure I didn't find some way to eavesdrop. When we went back to the living room, they were already gone, and then McGonagall said, Congratulations on being a prefect. I get an official letter, and she'd see me in the fall. Then what? Then nothing. She was gone. Poof. Harry (laughs) frowned. And how does Dumbledore know that Rita Skeeter will do the right thing, that she's not unregistered so that she can work for Voldemort? Well, I think she just did it because it makes it possible for her to get all those scoops. It's a great way to be a fly on the wall, or a beetle, rather. And I don't know how Dumbledore knows what her loyalties are. We keep wondering why he trusts Snape, but that hasn't blown up in his face. Dead. (laughs) Oh, Harry, you have no idea. Snape was actually very nice. When he came to Bulgaria, he seemed very concerned about me. I half expected him to take points from Gryffindor for me being stupid (laughs) enough to get myself kidnapped. But he didn't read me out at all. He really let Victor have it for not keeping an eye on me, though. And why did Sirius say Victor thwarted the kidnapping? It sounds like you were returned. Like they kidnapped you, then changed their minds. Oh, Victor said that he was in the marketplace waiting outside the vegetable stall when those two wizards aimed their wands at me. He did a very fast, stunning spell on both of them and then put a full-body bind on them till they left and left them there. He took me back to his parents' house, but it took until morning before whatever they'd gone, done to me wore off. When Sirius got to the vegetable stall, they were gone now. Or at least that's Victor's story. She nodded grimly. Or at least that's his story. Don't think I have enough about that, Harry. I don't think I haven't thought about that, Harry. I mean, I was having a good time with Victor and Sophia. He was... She looked down and colored. Sort of, you know, my first boyfriend. She avoided looking at him. But I suppose I don't don't really feel that way about him, the way he feels about me. It's just a... She turned even redder and didn't finish. (laughs) 
Just to what? Mm-hmm. Harry suddenly very much wanted to know. <laughs> Hermione looked up at him. It doesn't matter. What does it matter now? What does matter now that I've got a real problem? More of a problem than almost being abducted by dark wizards working for Lucius Malfoy? It could all be the same problem. Like he said, Victor's version of how things went, that's his story and no one can corroborate it. Maybe they meant all along for me to be returned. Maybe even now I'm under some kind of spell and I don't know about it. I don't feel like I am, but you never know. The problem I'm talking about is how to get rid of Victor. You want to kill Victor? Victor? Harry said, shocked. She threw another cloud of dirt at him. No, you stupid. I mean, he thinks of us as girlfriend and boyfriend now. He's coming, going to come to Hogsmeade when we have weekend visits. And I can't break up with him and I can't stay with him. What? Harry sputtered, confused. See, if I break up with him, he might be angry. I've seen him angry. And he was trained in the dark arts, don't forget. I'd hate to think what he could do if I broke up with him. Beca- oh, no. He became agitated. But I can't stay with him because I'm afraid of how I'll respond if I break up with him. That'd be daft. But if I broke up with him and someone like Lucius Malfoy wanted him to work for him, he might be angry enough that he would need to be coerced. Plus, as we've already seen, he's not at all able to fight the Imperious Curse. You told me how Moody, I mean Crouch, put the Imperious Curse on him in the maze. And he, he turned right around and put the Cruciatus Curse on Cedric. He was very easily manipulated. And although I don't have any proof, that could have been well, um, what happens in Bulgaria as well. At least I'd rather believe he did than that than while cursed did that while cursed than voluntarily, if he did cooperate with Lucius's underlings. Let's just say that being with Victor doesn't exactly make me feel safe and well protected. Here I feel safe. Here, Harry was In your mystified. Arms. I know. Oh. <laughs> Luckily, it's not that gross. She looked at him with her eyes narrowed. You don't know, do you? Ever since you were a baby, there have been charms protecting your house for several blocks around. It's impossible to operate in and out or even use a port key. Snape had one we used to come back to your village. We had to land about a mile away. I'm not convinced the protection reaches that far, but he wanted to play it safe. That's why we were so knackered when we got here last night. It was late, I was hauling my trunk, and Snape wouldn't let Sirius put a spell on it to make it lighter. Once the Weasleys came by flu powder, they got the living room fireplace temporarily added to the flu network, got special permission from the Ministry of Magic. Of course, it didn't work too well since the fireplace was boarded up. But see, they had to get special permission to do that. There were also dark magic detectors all over the place here. Why do you think Voldemort or his Death Eaters have, haven't come to get you? Yeah, that's a good point. Harry pulled a face. I guess I always thought they were repulsed by the prospect of meeting the Dursleys. They both laughed and decided to finally get to work. Uh, it was nice to have someone to work with again after Dick. What? Remember Dick's the guy from chapter one that got like the um, oh yeah the things fell on him like the rocks. Yeah. And Hermione, oh, yeah. Hermione wasn't afraid to get dirty or do heavy lifting with Dick. With Dick, although he tried to spare her the worst of it. For the rest of the week, Hermione went running with him in the mornings and worked with Harry in the garden in the afternoon. And the rest of the day. With Dick. With No, Dick's gone. No I, more, I mean Harry's. No more Dick. Just Harry, no Dick. Just just Harry. <laughs> it's like that Dead Kennys album, All Richard, No Dick. Uh, let's see. After the second day, Dudley noticed Hermione on her hands and knees in the garden oh, and Dudley. volunteered to come help them. Harry understood why, but he didn't mind. He couldn't blame Dudley, really. Although it was more than a little disturbing when Harry got rather flirty with him. 
He'd never seen her do that. She'd gotten rather silly at times when she was around Gilderoy Lockhart during their second year. But she'd only been 12 then. Ugh. With the three of them working, the garden was soon done, and Harry collected his last five pounds from his aunt. Now, after morning runs, he went into the garden to do some basic watering and weeding, but otherwise, the rest of the day was free. He and Hermione worked on some summer homework, sitting on the benches under the new arbor, while Dudley sat nearby, playing video games on a small handheld unit. Sometimes he let Harry or Hermione use it when they were tired of working. He seemed to feel it was quite necessary to hand over, hang over Hermione's shoulder when it was her turn. At the end of the third week of August, Aunt Petunia was being quite petulant at dinner. She started muttering under her breath about cooking for an extra person, pointedly looking at Hermione. Figuring that he made all the money he was going to make from the garden and having spent most of it, Harry felt compelled to defend Hermione. She cleans her own room and does her own laundry. Plus, her parents gave you a pretty hefty check. But suddenly, Dudley was shouting hotly at his mother, You leave Hermione alone. She's oh. the most, the most... Dudley, his oh. mother exclaimed oh. reproachfully. His Dutters. father glowered at him. Oh, Dudders. Don't forget, boy, he growled. She may look normal, but she's a, a, one of those, his father sputtered. Say it, Dad. Just say it. She's a witch. A witch. Why won't you talk about it normally? <laughs> Harry's a wizard and Hermione's a witch and they call us muggles. They fly around on broomsticks and, and at least she's not something beating with a bee that rhymes with witch. He oh, finished looking pointedly at his mother before storming out of the room. Oh, Dudley, both his parents exclaimed. After Dudley left the room, it was very quiet. Harry and Hermione glanced furtively at, one, at each other continuing to eat their food quietly. The silence was deafening. Harry was reminded uncomfortably of his birthday. What had gotten into Dudley lately, he wondered. It wasn't just Hermione's arrival either. This had been going on all summer. Oh well, Harry thought. I suppose most 15-year-old boys rebel against their parents in some way. He tried to imagine what he would have been like if he'd been raised by his own parents, how he would relate to them now that he was in his mid-teens. Try as he might, he couldn't, he couldn't imagine being anything but relieved to have parents. Perhaps that was the problem, he thought. Most teenagers just don't know what it's like to not have parents at all. Aww. Most teenagers didn't know what it was, um, uh, although in Dudley's case, in Harry's opinion, he'd have been lucky to have known, to have known what that was like. He tried then to imagine the scenario that Dudley had, been raised, had raised before, Harry's parents living and taking in Dudley in the event something had happened to Petunia and Vernon. He couldn't imagine that any better than he could imagine rebelling against the parents he had never had a chance to know. Aww. Oh, downer. Sad. Perhaps because they had a guest, Ooh. even though his aunt was already beginning to being rude to her. Harry's aunt and uncle didn't say another word. Before they had a chance to rise from the table, however, Hermione spoke. Don't worry about the cleaning up, Mrs. Dursley. Harry and I will do it. And I would also like to make a special dinner on my last night here, so thank you for letting me stay. I took a course with this amazing chef in Athens while we were in Greece in July. Please say yes, she said sweetly, looking at them both placatingly. Harry's mm -hmm. uncle squirmed uncomfortably and looked at his wife. All right, he said, rising from the table. Petunia Dursley followed him out of the room, looking still looking rather hurt about Dudley's outburst. Harry and Hermione cleared the table and then stood together at the sink to wash and dry the dishes. Harry heard the television come on in the living room. Cooking class while on vacation? Are you never not going to school? He asked her. She laughed and splashed him with some sedge. 
he says he splashed her back <laughs> and it threatened to become a free-for-all but My sandy fight. under his shirt sleeve where aunt and uncle had been unaware of her said that his aunt was coming into the room so harry stopped abruptly and whispered to hermione aunt petunia's coming <laughs> she thanks sandy she looked at him quizzically then turned and looked at the hallway nothing happened are you sure she asked Give it a minute, Harry whispered, wiping the dishes. 30 seconds. Hermione counted a 60 under her breath. And when she reached 61, Aunt Petunia came into the kitchen. She looked again at Harry, almost scared. How did you know? She started to whisper, but Aunt Petunia had other ideas. The two of you had better not break anything, she exclaimed shrilly, her hands on her hips. They looked at her wide-eyed, assured her that they would be careful, and then she turned and left again. Hermione looked at Harry. He avoided her eyes, wiping dishes and glasses, thinking, I've got to keep her from knowing about Sandy, that Sandy has the sight. That was a little close. The next day, after their morning run and showers, Hermione and Harry sat under the arbor in the garden while Dudley sat nearby, playing his portable computer game. <laughs> Hermione had brought her notebook from the Greek cooking class and was paging through it, looking for the right recipe for the meal she was planning to serve before they left for the burrow. She made notes on a piece of lined paper with a ballpoint pen. It struck Harry this was the first time he'd seen her not writing with a quill on parchment with a quill and a bottle of ink. That's so, true. Yeah, That'd probably so, be weird. Right? Sometimes he forgot that she'd been a muggle, had a muggle upbringing like him. At one point, Dudley got up, got up to go in and get a different game, and Harry leaned back contentedly, considering the summer. You know, he said to her, with you here, and with Dudley being friendly to me now, it's almost like having a brother and sister. It's nice. I mean, like a sister but. you have funny feelings about. Okay. Uh. A sister whose picture you keep on the side of your bed. And stare at before you go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. In a bikini. He was perplexed, perplexed to see the expression of appalled dismay on Hermione's face. Yeah, she does not want to hear that you think about her as a sister. Sister? Yeah. She said softly. Sister? She repeated. Mm-mm. Harry didn't know what to think. When Dudley returned, Hermione closed her cooking notebook and rose, saying she was going inside to read. I'm going inside to read. Harry watched her go, wondering what he'd done wrong. What? After lunch, Dudley had to go shopping for his school things with his parents. As they were leaving, however, Harry's uncle suddenly looked at Harry and Hermione shrewdly, suspiciously. Don't make babies. I don't know whether we can trust you two alone here, he said, sorry to say. (laughs) Hermione looked up at him brightly. Oh, don't worry, Mr. Dursley. We're both prefects, and we know how serious it would be to break the laws against underage, you know. He looks at her through narrowed eyes. That wasn't what I was talking about, he said through his teeth. <laughs> Don't make babies. I'm sorry. That wasn't what I was talking about. <laughs> Harry noticed Hermione was flushed under her tan before she abruptly left the room. You, his uncle suddenly barked. What are you going to do? I was Use gonna... a condom? <laughs> Maybe two? That's not a good plan. I was going to weed in the garden. It should take a while. Dandelions are all over the place trying to take over. Harry told him. His uncle looked somehow unconvinced. All right, he said, grumbling. And soon the Dursleys were off to buy Dudley his new smeltings book and uniforms. The old ones would be far too large after the running he'd been doing. Yay! Nice. Hey, go for Slim Dudley. 
Harry changed into his work clothes and went back to the garden shed for a trowel and a kneeling pad. Hermione came to the back door. Sorry. (laughs) Do you mind if I get some sun while you're working? I haven't been able to do for a while, and I might not again since summer's almost over. Harry shrugged. Sure, I don't need help with weeding. She went back inside, and Harry picked a spot to start, kneeling on the pad, pulling on gardening gloves, and starting to dig out dandelion roots. He didn't like the idea of using weed killer. A short while later, he heard the kitchen door open again, and Hermione came back out. He wasn't facing the door. He was bent over a particularly annoying dandelion root, which seemed to be the source of all the weeds in the garden. Then he looked up and goggled the side of Hermione. She was wearing the bikini. She spread a towel on a patch of grass and sat down on it, then picked up a bottle of sunscreen to protect her skin. He tried to look away, but he what? was always seemed to see her out of the corner of his eye. You're not he, gonna tan if you're putting on sunscreen. Maybe it's an SPF four. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't tell where she was looking. She had on dark glasses again. If he thought the picture in his room was amazing, it was nothing compared to live and in person. <laughs> oh dear. Oh god. <laughs> it gets better, guys. When she was done, she lay down on her back and seemed to have her eyes closed. Her arms were by her sides. Her whole body seemed to glisten in the sun, and Harry felt his mouth go dry. He dragged his eyes away, looking down the dandelion root again. He tried to concentrate on his work, but it wasn't easy. What? What, Hannah? I said I just need to drink my whole whole bottle. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You guys have eaten, like, three times already. Drink. Ugh. Uh, Several times, he pulled out small flowers instead of weeds and tried to unobtrusively replace them in case she was watching him. After a while, she sat up and then put her sunglasses on top of her head. Harry, do you suppose you could help me put some sunscreen on my back? Harry looked at her, terrified. On your back? She nodded. I can't reach. And with that, she rolled over onto her stomach and pillowed her head in her arms. Hermione knows the game, man. She gets it. He took off his gardening gloves and walked over to her cautiously. He knelt by her side and picked up the bottle of sunscreen, put some on his hand, and began to rub it into the skin of her back. He sucked in his breath as he worked, (laughs) trying to keep his breathing even and measured, trying not to think about how her skin felt. (laughs) Oh my god, (laughs) Ashley. That's real creepy, dude. Stop. <laughs> I'm the creepy one. I thought we established this. Yeah, that was real. That was like a clown delivering stuff to your house creepy. I was yes. um, channeling uh. SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, you were. Alright, um, barf, barf, barf. <laughs> it was an effort not to give a sigh of relief when he was done, although he in fact felt tremendous relief. He rose to go, but she said, I need help with the back of my legs, too. Relief or release? Oh, bullshit. With an F. Ah. <clears throat> Harry looked down at her legs, starting <sighs> to feel like his head was swimming. Maybe I could fake my scar hurting right about now, he thought. Because all the blood is rushing elsewhere. Mm-hmm. That might get me out of it. But he obligingly <laughs> knelt down next to her again, putting sunscreen on the backs of her legs. When he touched up his fingers to the back of her left knee, she flinched and sighed. Nope. I was like, I'll make that sound effect. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Here, you back an alarm. 
Go on, she whispered. Are you okay? He ventured. The backs of my knees are just sensitive. He tried to quickly apply sunscreen to the rest of her legs, trying to cloud his mind and ignore the sound she made when he touched the back of her other knee. Baseball, baseball, base. No, no, what is it? Uh, England? Uh, no. No, is that a sport Cricket, they play? Footy. Cricket? No. Rugby? The fucking Wizards. What do they play? Quidditch? Quidditch. 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 Remember? Quidditch. That's what? Yeah, but Quidditch gets them excited. Baseball probably be like, okay. Yeah. Cricket, 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 cricket. <clears throat> Let's see. Da, da, burf, burf, burf. Um, <laughs> I like your explanation. <laughs> Try not to look at her at all or linger over her skin. He was glad to finally be done and went back to his weeding, but it went slowly. The hot sun made him feel lightheaded and stupid, and so did the sight of Hermione lying on the towel <laughs> in her small bikini. He avoided looking at her, he thought, and yet it seemed he spent a, quite a lot of time looking at her. Finally, he was able to put away his weeding supplies, having gotten, having rid the guard of dandelions once more. I'm going in, he said, when he locked the potting shed. He opened the kitchen door to escape into the house, but when he looked behind him, she'd already risen and wrapped the towel around her waist, carrying the bottle of sunscreen and patting after him. Her short curls looked like they'd been touched by the sun, too, golden highlights glistening here and there amidst the brown. In the kitchen, they both tried to get cold drinks out of the fridge at the same time, and Hermione wound up standing very close to him when they closed the door. Her face was mere inches from his. Harry looked down, then jerked his eyes back up to her face guiltily. Boomers! <laughs> <laughs> her eyes seemed very close to his, the whites so white they looked tinged with blue at the edges. Still thinking to me as your sister, she said in the most whisper. <laughs> Man, I like Hermione. Oh, she knows what's God. going on. Uh, she, she turned has to go, planned. not seeing Harry's jaw drop as he stood there, frozen in place, trying to figure her out. He sat down at the kitchen table, hearing the shower turn on upstairs, then trying not to think about that. He drank several <laughs> glasses of water to avoid dehydration, tried not to think about anything <laughs> at all, and succeeded in thinking about nothing but her. When she came back downstairs, she was wearing some jeans and a simple blue blouse, looking very much like the school year Hermione, except for the new haircut and the deep tan. Her skin glowed, her hair shone, and Harry thought, why did I ever think Cho Chang was pretty? Oh. But then he was disturbed again by something. Why had she flirted with Dudley? She sat down next to him at the kitchen table, and almost before she settled, he found himself blurting out, why have you been flirting with Dudley? <laughs> she smiled and looked at her hands, only to make sure he's another ally. When Snape told me that Dumbledore had wanted me to come here, I figured it would be a good idea to cultivate him. Harry nodded, then couldn't stop himself as another question came bursting forth. You do realize Ron is very jealous of Crumb, don't you? Not that I am, he said in his head. Not that I am. Not that I am. She smiled ruefully. Ron is an immature git. Don't get me wrong. I love him like, and she looked pointedly at Harry, a brother. But if he's jealous of Victor, well, I just cannot believe the way he acts about the Yule Ball, even now. The way he finally asked me, if you could call that asking me, Hermione, you're a girl. How flattering for him to notice. At least you actually walk up to the girl you liked and asked her, and then you managed to get Pavardi to go with you and fixed Ron up with Padma. He didn't even get his own date. 
I don't think he's going to have a girlfriend for a long time. He's still such a big baby, and he won't see how he feels. She trailed off as though this were upsetting to her, but she was trying not to think about it. Aww. So, yeah, poor Ron is just not going to get any. Oh, <laughs> It's fine. He will, eventually. From eventually. Suddenly, she looked up at him. Do you think you'll ever try asking Cho Chang out again? Harry grimaced. Are you kidding me? When I thought about her this summer, all She's I can... She's totally dog poo. <laughs> all I can see is what? the way she was yeah. crying during the feast at the end of term when we were all toasting Diggory. There's buckets of it streaming down her face. And I even, how dick. dare she be upset that somebody died? Right. And I even had a dream that I was on a date with her, and she was saying things like, Oh, Harry, isn't it a good thing you had such a kill so we can be together? So, no, I don't think I'll be asking her out again until this massive wave of guilt over Diggory passes, which will probably be never. Hermione nodded. I wondered whether you were convincing yourself you were responsible. Believe me, Harry, no one thinks you're to blame, not even his parents. He put his hand on her arm. Save your breath, Hermione. I'm going to feel guilty about him for the rest of my life, and that's it. End of story. She swallowed and put her hand over his. Gulp. You're still letting that eat you up, that? Or then? He's not, he nodded. What was too. that sentence? Sorry. <laughs> You're still letting that eat you up, then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He nodded, looking mm-hmm. at the table. Well, we need to find a way for you to think about other things. Oh, dear Like helping God. me get rid of Victor, or at least making sure we're not alone together. I know, you can go out with us in Hogsmeade. You want me to go on your dates with Victor? He was appalled. Well, that might seem odd. Ron could come too. And Ginny. Maybe Providing and Lavender and George and Fred. We could make it a big group thing. He has a very hard time saying no to me. If I tell him how it's going to be, that's how it's going to be. Jesus, Hermione. Jesus. Right? <laughs> Harry promised to come along, and she leaned over suddenly and kissed him on the cheek, thanking him. Thanks, Harry. Their faces <laughs> were very close to each other. Her faces are so close. Suddenly, Harry stood, nearly knocking his chair over. Uh, I, I have to go. <laughs> I um, need to take a shower. Gardening, <laughs> sweat and grime, you know. Cold one. He oh ran from the room while he tried to convince himself he wasn't an immature git like Ron for having just done that. Just as he was passing through the front hall, the Dursleys returned. Harry told them he was about to take a shower before dinner since the gardening was done. And Dudley said, does that mean Hermione's not doing anything? Hermione, want to play some Space Wars on my computer? Hermione space came in the front wars. hall and smiled Dudley warming. I'd love to. They all three went upstairs, Dudley and Hermione into his bedroom, and Hermione and Harry into the bathroom. Sitting under the spray, Harry thought again of Hermione sunning herself in her bikini. Touching her, sunning herself in the bikini? No, Harry, is he sitting in the shower? Standing under the spray. Oh. Okay. All right. I mean, I sit in the shower, yeah. so. Standing under the spray, Harry thought again of Hermione setting, himself, setting herself in the bikini, touching her skin while he was putting on the sunscreen. But then he realized even if Hermione were interested in him, and it was certainly starting to seem, though, she was, if she was already in danger merely for being his friend, how much more danger would she be in for being his girlfriend? And there was Victor Crumb to consider and there was Ron. Hermione thought he was annoying and immature, but he could turn into a quite a formidable enemy. If you were angry about Harry and Hermione being together, 
as Harry suspected he would be if that were about to, if that were to happen and he found out. Then Harry would go from having two friends to having a girlfriend and yet another mortal enemy. Harry got out of the shower with his head whirling. He dressed and went to Dudley's room, sitting on the bed and watching Hermione and Dudley at the computer, not saying anything. He felt How like How long he were, is this chapter? Oh my god. Jesus! I know. Jesus. I know, these chapters are, I'm pretty sure, longer than all of Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> like. Sorry, guys. We're, we're almost done. I swear. Um, he's whirling, whirling. He went down to dinner when it was time, then volunteered his and Hermione's services for cleanup duty again, so he could talk to her. But he couldn't seem to say anything to her that wasn't related to dishwashing and drawing. She didn't talk much either, except for one time when she suddenly said, <gasps> Whales! <laughs> you know, Harry, uh, uh, no. I never told you how proud I was you stood up to Voldemort. So many adults wouldn't or couldn't. She sounded a little like she was quoting Sirius' letter to the Dursleys. Sirius had probably said the same thing to Hermione, he supposed. He got the impression that she, however, was speaking of Victor as one of those who couldn't or wouldn't. They played chess in the living room after cleaning up, while the rest of the family watched an American comedy on television, the laugh track filling the empty spaces in conversation <laughs> so that no one felt compelled to talk. <laughs> It was strange now, Harry thought, to be playing chess and not having the pieces move of their own violation. Volition, sorry, not violation. What's called a word? Violation. After they finished the game, Harry won. He played a lot of chess with Ron, so he was used to he was used to having to work hard at it, but not used to winning. They said goodnight to the others and went upstairs. In the hall between their bedrooms, Hermione suddenly looked, leaned forward and kissed him on the cheek again. Harry swallowed, looking at her in terror, then tentatively leaned over and also kissed her on the cheek. She sighed. I suppose that if you want to think of me as your sister, she trailed off. Harry grinned at her and whispered, Too late. <laughs> and then forced himself to go into his room. After seeing her smile and blush in a self-satisfied way, no. forcing himself not to step across the small hall and behave towards her in a far less brotherly fashion. Dicking. <laughs> <laughs> the next day would be their last before going to the burrow. After the morning run, Hermione, Harry, and Dud Dudley went to the store to buy the ingredients she needed oh my to God, make how dinner. Long is this chapter? Like two more paragraphs. Y'all, I have to pee. <laughs> She wanted their help carrying it all back to the house. After lunch, she shut everyone out of the kitchen and started working on the meal. When it was time, close to time, Harry and Dudley moved the table and chairs out into the garden for their al fresco meal, per her instructions. When Hermione finally called them out to dinner, they were stunned. She had made sautéed mushroom caps with roasted peppers, olive tapenade, pesto, and melted Gruyere cheese, a salad of wild greens, um, with a balsamic vinaigrette, leg of lamb with sautéed spinach and truffle risotto, and a chocolate gâteau from Tur with Turkish coffee for dessert, plus fruit and cheese from before. It was by far the most elegant meal any of them had ever eaten. Petunia and Vernon seemed to have forgotten who made it and went to raptures over every mouthful. Dudley was thrilled to be rid of celery and lettuce, <laughs> and Harry thought she should teach the house elves at school how to make this then tried not to laugh at the thought of the house elves allowing themselves to be taught recipes 
by the mad reformer Hermione Granger, <laughs> who scandalized them every time she called their called their situation enslavement. <laughs> After dinner, Harry and Hermione cleaned up again. It seemed that she had used every pot in the kitchen. Yeah. When they were done, it was only just getting dark, so they went out to sit in the garden, settling on the bench under the arbor. It seemed natural for Harry to put his arm around back of her bed. The, uh, it was natural for Harry to put his ar- right arm along the back of the bench behind her shoulders, then to bring his hand to rest lightly on her bare shoulder, stroking her soft skin lightly, moving his finger in circles. <laughs> That's like three no. drinks. Drink, all the drinks. Uh, Hermione leaned her head on his right shoulder, resting her left arm on his leg as they listened to the symphony of crickets and watched the pink glow fade from the sky and become a sapphire velvet. Harry wasn't sure how long they were sitting like this when he looked down at her and saw her looking up at him. He couldn't think of anything to say. He didn't want to talk, and he hoped she didn't either. Uh, (laughs) Sarah's vomiting. Then he knew what he wanted to do. He knew it more clearly than he'd ever done anything before. Their mouths gradually grew closer and closer. He could feel her warm breath, smelling of chocolate and coffee, and he felt her lips beginning to brush his. Oh, God. That's your large black dog is coming. What? What? (laughs) That's the least sexy thing you could say. Your uncle's here. Harry started, pulling away from her. (laughs) Sandy had spoken under the loose sleeve of his t-shirt. He looked around the garden, left and right, and over his shoulder. Then he looked back at Hermione, who seemed more than a little annoyed. (laughs) What is it? She said, and edged to her voice. Sirius is coming, he said simply, still looking around, trying to see his godfather, wondering whether he was already there and had seen them. He removed his arm from around her and crossed his arms over his chest. Hermione crossed her own arms, frowning. He thought it was possible she assumed he was just making excuses, but then, after another minute, glittering eyes appeared around the corner of the potting shed, and a large black dog came padding over to them quietly. Hermione looked at Harry again, annoyed and perplexed. You keep doing that. How dare you. And that's the end of our chapter. Oh my god, I'm so glad I got Chapter four (laughs) is Padfoot and the Night Bus. So that will be, we hmm. find out next week what serious wants. Yeah, at least they're bringing back the night bus. Maybe that means there will be less of these smoochy smoochy. So Hannah, what do you think? Uh, that was, there was a lot of logistics in that chapter. <laughs> like, <laughs> and a lot Snape of and serious. Yeah. Uh, but we're finally getting to what makes fan fiction fan fiction. That's right. Unfortunately. Which <laughs> is the, uh, yeah. Do I the, really the mean? Okay, so here's the question, right? So the next day they're going to the Burroughs, home of Ginny, giver of the basilisk ne- necklace. Is there going to oh, be God. love triangle since now Harry and Hermione almost kissed? Oh, and, most definitely. Yeah. Ginny obviously still likes Harry, and Ron still has a thing for Hermione. Mm-hmm. It could be some drama in this next chapter. Oh, I think, I think the drama's only just beginning. Yeah. Also, I really think the snake is real creepy. He's yeah, just like uh, it's men. <laughs> you know, like um, 
those chicks who are Cleopatra for Halloween. And always when you buy, like, your costume from Spirit or, like, Party City, there's, like, that little, like, uh, like paper-thin little snake that you get to stick on your arm. It's, like, one of those, yeah. like, gold lame things. I feel like oh that's God, what yeah. Harry looks like with fucking Sandy on his arm all the time. Like, he's goddamn Cleopatra. Honestly, yes. Right? That would be so good. Ugh. Yeah, Sandy's just a little, a little, a little creepy. I, I have reservations. I, 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 snake's a snake, you know. I'm not sure I trust her. Yeah. Plus, she seems kind of needy. Uh huh. Like super Absolutely. needy. And I don't know if I, I feel like she's like be my friend, Harry Potter. Why aren't you my friend, Harry Potter? Are you gonna feed me to your snake, Harry Potter? Right, and she's a she's a little bit of a ugh, a little little bit of a cockblock. Like clearly, they were about to start making out, and they're just like, oh, okay, I'm back. Remember, I exist. <laughs> right? Seriously, I'm back. Um, to recap, <laughs> we don't trust Sandy. We think she's kind of shady. Oh, really? Yeah, I I think so. Hmm. Okay. All Something right. about her I don't like. Yeah. Um, I. I'm reserving judgment, mm. mostly because I've read this. <laughs> I, I don't see any reason. Although, a bonus of Hannah running away during the circus for like four months is that I forgot <laughs> most of the awful things that happened. So <laughs> oh, I'll good. We get to relive it all together. I'll be pleasantly surprised. Uh, all together now. Oh. I'm going to take all oh, the pictures because right. <laughs> so, this week's uh, notes are going to be hilarious. <laughs> Um, so that is the end of our podcast today. Yeah. Next week we will read chapter four, Hadfoot and the Night Bus. I say, I have an idea, that we like set a timer for 40 minutes. And stop there? And stop there. And just okay. be like, next time on Fanficking Tastic. Okay. Because this chapter was fucking long. Was so long. I almost peed it myself. Long ass. You know, you can always be like, we can... There's the thing called a pause. I was button. into it. <laughs> You're waiting for that smooch, man. All right. So that's the end. Uh, if you have interesting fan fiction, please send it to us. Please. At fanficantastic at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Instagram so you can see all of the random shit that we do while we're doing this. Um, and you can see Hannah's What America Loves Lesbian America Farmers t shirt. Yeah. Night lesbian Farmers. Huh? America needs, needs lesbian farmers. Well, I feel like America should love lesbian farmers, too. They should. And they also need them. Yeah. They do. Yes. Everyone needs lesbian farmers. And you can also um, see Ashley's Speed Spectacles. Yeah. And me drinking all the sangria out of a big picture. All right. So. <laughs> you never drink out of that. I did. Did you really? You were gone. You missed it. Um, so next week, same bat time, same bat channel. Thank you all for listening. And <laughs> I'm playing you out. Uh, yeah, oh my go away and don't do bad things. Bye. Make good choices. Say bye, Ashley. Bye, Ashley. Bye. <laughs>